Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 3, Episode 25, last one of the season, last one before the summer hiatus. Scott Litzkin and I just go through the results of the state meet, revisit the over-unders, and talk general distance running in Indiana. Let's hit it. I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> Leg out. All right. We are ending this season with our distance recap podcast, Colin Altavote, and I'm here with the newest Westfield Middle School volunteer assistant coach, Scott Lidskin. We're going to go over all of the distance races and see how close he was on his over-unders and just kind of talk about each of the eight races. And we'll do, you want to do an order of how they happen, just alternate boys and girls? Yeah, whatever you, whatever order you want to go in. So the, good with me. the weekend started with the girls four by eight. Uh, let's do top five. Here we go. We're starting with your favorite. Fifth, Floyd, 917. They did load it and they did run a good, uh, a good, Relay closing in 213 on the anchor leg for Jaden Serencion, who also scored in the 16 and the 32. Yeah, she had a big uh, night. And then the top four were the top four we expected, maybe not necessarily in the same order that we might have thought or that we would have hoped, depending on who you are. Fourth, <laughs> Carmel, 914. Third, Noblesville, 909. Second, Columbus North, 908. And first, Valparaiso, 903. That ninth place time was nine twenty five. What uh, do you remember? What the over under was for that one? For ninth, I had the ninth place over under time at nine twenty four point two four. Wow. Okay, so you were close. You were within a second or so. Yeah. Uh, can't remember what I took on that one. You took the under. I took the under. Okay, so I got that one right. And then what do you have as the over under for the winning time? I had nine oh six nine oh six point seven seven. Okay. And I, d- I definitely took the under on that. I thought the winning team would get close to nine minutes. And do you think 903-91 is close to nine minutes? Yeah, okay. I do. Shout out then. I got it. I mean, that's less than one second per girl. Sure. That's a good way to think about it. Um, well, we, we thought it would come down to Valpo, Columbus North, Noblesville, and Carmel. I don't know if I ever said it. But I kind of thought Valpo was the least likely of those four to win. You, I, I think you also said, though, that they absolutely have a chance because they have the best girl in the field on that relay team. So I actually would give you some credit there. I, I think you, you, you did not rule them out of the equation. Let's put it that way. The thing that sticks out to me for Valpo and just kind of a really far – back viewpoint of knowing kind of the way that they train i was really impressed by the way that each of their first three legs closed in the last 150 meters and i even said it like every time on the broadcast and what what valpo needed was just to stay close right 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 and they stayed close enough to columbus north and to noblesville that noblesville had a one second lead over Valpo and Columbus North had about a one second lead. So Noblesville hands off in 656.7. North hands off in 657 flat. So they're separated by three tenths of a second. And then Valpo was 657.9. So they're 1.3 seconds back of Noblesville and basically a full second back of Columbus North. And that's just not, I mean, those girls from, from North and from Noblesville ran good anchor legs. They both went... Uh, Lily Baker went 2.10, and uh, Summer Rempe went 2.13, and it was Kaylee Politza ran 205.9. It's why the 4x8 is my favorite event in track as a, you know, as a distance coach, um, because like, that, was a, that was a team effort. I mean, I don't know if it was stated or not you know, in the, amongst the Valpo coaches to their athletes, but, you know, clearly it was, you know, we've got to do our job as the front three, keep it close, finish each leg strong, give her a chance and let her, let Pulitzer do her thing. And it just totally worked. How impressive. That's really cool. And I think we've both been in this position as a coach 
is when you've got the best kid, it's, it makes it a little easier on the other kids. Yeah. Right. That I, I, I remember specifically saying this to boys in the past, um, you know, when Ben was in high school and at times when we use coal, it's like, well, we've got the trump card, like just, just keep us in it. And you guys don't have, you guys don't have to tear it up. Just keep us in the mix, just run a really solid leg and, and let, let our kid do his or her thing on the anchor. And I would guess that's what John told those girls. And then, I mean, she went out in 59. <laughs> what you yeah. think? Like I even said on the broadcast, like, I'm a little worried about this. She, they, she, she may, she may fade a lot in the last 200 and she just didn't. Yeah. Uh, Coach Arredondo and we had emailed a little bit before the state meet and he talked about how fit she was, how strong she was. She does CrossFit in the winter time. And, and uh, obviously she knew what she was doing because that was, that was, uh, that was a pretty good show. Hard to project in the relays. Polita is going to graduate or Polita has graduated. And um, Serencion graduates, and that's what – those are the major legs for two of the five relays. Can you project forward to next year or maybe too difficult? And... Well, I think you're probably looking at Carmel, Noblesville, and Columbus North. Um, they all have a lot coming back, and particularly I'm, I'm really interested in the Carmel relay team with – if they decide – to run uh, Sabalo, I think is how you pronounce her name. Sabalo. Sabalo. Yeah. Um, because that that girl is really talented, and I I think it, again, this is this is your school, so tell me if I'm wrong. I think at some point in the season, I saw her with a time in the open hundred at like twelve six or twelve seven. I saw right. her, and I saw a time. Yeah, I think she ran the the, the FC Miracle Mile. She did. Or she ran the match. She ran like 523 or 524. She won her heat, yeah. I mean, the range there is astounding. The talent level there is astounding. So I don't know if Carmel decides to run her in a relay next year or not. She's going to be the top returner in the 400. She probably would have a chance to win the 800 if she went in the open eight. And, you know, do you go for by the, the possibilities are, are, are limitless. And so I think the Carmel team is the one that's the most interesting. I think Noblesville returns maybe the most. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's Columbus North. Um, but but Carmel's the team, I think, that, that interests me the most because I think they're going to have some tough decisions to make next year. The one thing that I noticed about our team, our RB and Carmel, because I teach there, um, is that you, you don't often see this. This is, this is a really good team. I mean, ended up fourth. But two of those girls were – like legitimate JV girls last year and were, I mean, they ran in the tournament in cross country because we let 13 or 14 boys and 13 or 14 girls run in it. Like a lot of those teams do, because the first round is right. whatever, but you know, Kara Winsler ran 220 um, in the second leg, which is a solid split. And Audrey Ricketts ran 217 on her leg. I mean, these were girls that probably ran, 228 last year is her best time wow. so obviously they're not going to drop another eight seconds right um, although you know Audrey, feel free if you can um and yes the you know Olivia Sebelo is a probably doesn't get a ton of attention at the state yeah. meet not in yet normal year she, she will won. yeah but right I mean to anchor 214 and then finish second to Elliot in the open quarter and then she got tracked down by Elliot but she split like 55 something hmm. on the four by four. And, you know, she's, I mean, she's the best girl at Carmel from the hundred, the 200, the 400, the 800. She's not that far back in the 1600. If she, she trained for a, it, she probably right, she would got into be. a hot race. Um, Cause she won, you talk about 524 at the Franklin central meet. And that was her winning her heat. Who knows what she could have right. done had she been, you know, maybe the third of four heats or whatever, fourth or fifth. And heats. she plays soccer, right? She played soccer last year, yeah, and she was on the varsity. So, yeah, boys four by eight. <laughs> well, this is this... the one. This was our most controversial one because I was not sure that Reese was going to run for Columbus North, and you were certain of it, and you were right. And so, my, this is the one that I was the most off in. Fifth 
was Concordia, 744. Wow. Hamilton Southeastern was fourth and 744. Fishers was third and 743. Center Grove, second, 742. And then 737 and a new state meet record time, the number two overall time in state history, I believe. Um, and that was Columbus North. And your, your over under for the winning time was like 743. I had, so I had Fishers winning in 744.09. So how far off was I on Fishers? Uh, Fishers ran 743.30. So you were pretty close on that. Did you hear what Fishers anchor leg was? Yes, I saw that. 148.5. There were so many cool things in this race, right? I mean, you had Columbus North breaking the state record. You had the Fishers anchor running 148. Then you had Center Grove, who really wasn't talked a lot about enough, let's say, about during the course of this year, who maybe ran the best race comparative to, compared yeah. to what they did at the regional or even all season. In other words, they, exceeded they, expectations have been, they, they may have been like the MVPs of, the, of that race. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, that was to have those three teams do what they did. And then Southeastern right there as well. You mentioned that they were probably going to drop a ton of time, and they did. There was just a lot of cool stuff happening in that race. Uh, what'd you have for ninth? Seven fifty-two ninety-nine. And uh, I think I said under. You said under. So it was seven fifty-five. So in that in that case, it. Um, but six was seven forty-six. So up yeah. front, it was because I remember just kind of projecting out for my own team and yeah. thinking, well, if we don't use these two stars, and we just run our next four guys what could we run you know 753 i thought and i was like that might finish fourth right and we did run 753 and that was that was eighth it was a big year and it, I, it's you know we, we talked about at the end of the, po the podcast last time i mean it's just amazing how good indiana distance running is well really our whole you know state all the events um you know these these times are just getting faster what do you think the future of the four bite is for the boys? In terms of, do I think it will keep improving? Like, do you think it's going to take, it had bottomed out the last two years, right? Eight minutes and yeah. then 803 yeah. metal. Yeah. And then, you know, this year it's 755, which isn't huge, but 746 was sixth. Yeah. Do you think next year that it takes 752 to metal? And seven forty-four is fifth or sixth, or do you think maybe it snaps back a little more? Yeah, I, I mean, things like this I think are going to be cyclical, and I think sometimes when coaches, I think sometimes coaches simply look at the last year's results in determining whether they're going to load it the next year instead of looking back historically at it. So I think sometimes you'll see a slow year for ninth place followed by a really fast year for ninth place followed by a really slow year for ninth place. So, I mean, I, I would say that 755 is probably a pretty good guess as to what the state standard will be over the course of the next five or six years. I think that's, that's legit, but now, the now winning it is going to take, huh? it is going to take some time for that standard to come down because actually yeah. That's true. The one that's being removed, the time that's being removed, because it's a three-year average, the time that's being removed is 752. And it's being replaced with 755. So now it's 755, eight minutes and 803. So next year the standard's going to be 759. And I don't even know what they're going to do because that now it it was a seat even more so than usual. This was a senior heavy year. It was so in the 800. Columbus Norris top two guys were seniors. Uh, Center Grove had two seniors. I don't, I don't know who's who in terms of the um, splits. Fishers had three seniors, including their 148. Hamilton Southeastern had three seniors who were the three fastest. Right. And their one, you know, their one non-senior was too flat. Concordia had three seniors that were their three fastest. Now, Zionsville and Carmel had three non-seniors, but those are the only ones of the um, – and other coaches might nine. look at that standard, you know, that's going to apparently be slower next year and say, Hey, you know, we can run that. If that's ninth. Um, but I think 755, while it won't be the standard, I think is a, is a pretty good ballpark number 
for what ninth place will be for the next couple of years, I would say. Yeah, that, that sounds right. And I, I don't think, I don't think that 746 getting sixth is going to continue. No, I think, I think that, know, every so often, every so often that'll happen, but every so often it'll also be 753. Right. And I think, I think last year, I think third and fourth were 750 last year. There was a big gap between the first two teams. I thought this was interesting. This is, this is just my own observations, but last year we handed off after two legs in second, us being Carmel, we being Carmel. And this year we handed off in second after two legs, but we burned through our top two guys right off the bat. That was just kind of part of our stretch. Like let's let these other guys, these younger guys get out in space and not be stuck behind this pack. And so we ran our best guy second and he ran 155 and, and even split a 155 and went around a lot of guys. But he was, when he handed off, he was barely in second and third, fourth, fifth, sixth were all right behind this guy. We came through two legs faster this year than we did the previous year. But the previous year after two legs, those two teams were so separate from the field. Yeah, I had like three to four seconds on them. That, that, that just showcases how strong this was, that there were, Oh yeah. It was, let me see if I can find this. We handed off in 353, and right behind us was Concordia 354, HSE 354, Center Grove 354, Fishers 355. (laughs) And the the year before, I think. bunched up in that exchange zone. It's like a four by four. Right. And I think the year before that those teams were handing off in like for third, fourth, and fifth were like 358. Yeah, well, that yeah. makes sense with the final times. Then. Right, right. Uh, girls 1600. Okay. What was your over under on the winning time? 440.16. Did I go under or over? I think I went over. I, I thought you went under, but I could be wrong. That was a hard one because we were just not sure what, you know, how hard Wiley would, would A, run and B, have to run. I think I did go under actually. Yeah. Because Sutherland had run 443 already, right? Because she had run on that Saturday. Yeah, you thought Alabama. she'd press her for at least a couple yeah. laps. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would go out. And I thought it would go out a little quicker than it did. The thing that I was surprised the most about was that Wiley led the whole way. That I kind of thought, well, she'll probably, you know, hang back and expend as little energy as possible, but Ultimately, that was a good strategy because she just and she wasn't running super hard. She wasn't pressing. She was just kind of like the year that uh, Centrowitz won gold. Is that Rio yeah. maybe in the fifteen hundred? And he led, but he was yeah. running like sixty-seven second four hundreds or whatever, <laughs> which is about what what Addy ran here, um, and was out of the mess and didn't have to to deal with any of that and just got a a, a gap on them, got a jump on everybody. Probably um, pretty smart because. You know, if she goes right to the front, you know, maybe some of the, the other runners get a little fearful, like, oh, man, you know, you know, she can go out. In oh, yeah. Six, 66 seconds and it, it, it's not going to bother her as much as, oh, my gosh, I can't go out in 67. But the pace probably wasn't that hot. And so she wanted to get the best of both. Ways. Yeah. When you have a generational talent and the fact that. We're in the information age, so all the kids know everything about each other, they know yeah. what she ran in all these different races, they know she's, they've probably seen interviews that she's done with Josh and things like that, that, yeah, you can't go on to the days of just showing up and not knowing. And, oh, I heard that there's this girl from Huntington North and open up the, the program. And it's like, wow, she ran what at the regional? I mean, that's, that's been gone for, you know, since Derek lining the internet it has been gone for 25 years now. Um, That that was, that was kind of a, (laughs) a smart way to do it. So top five, uh, fifth, Bridget Gallagher from Garen, shout out, 456. This was a really good, a really impressive double by her. And then she scored again in the 3200. Uh, from your school, Jaden Serencione from Floyd Central, 455. Gretchen Farley of Park Tudor was adamant that she would run both in the tournament. She did, 450. Nikki Sutherland, 443.99. And then Addie Wiley, 438.69, and that is a new state meet record. It is not the overall state record, but she's got it. Yes. And I would guess, I don't know what she's doing the rest of the way, 
Um, there's still a couple more events to do. Uh, she's, I think the Brooks PR meet is set, much to my chagrin and efforts. Um, and I don't, I didn't see her name in the field for that, but I, I think she's going to go to, there's one in Philly and there's one in Eugene. She's going to go to one of the national championships and run. Now, I don't know if she's going to do the 800 or is she going to do the mile um, or more might she do the two mile? Cause they have, they have mile and two mile at those races full distance. I hope, I hope she'll get a chance to do it. I don't, I don't know if her, her college coach will have any say in that because at this point they probably don't care <laughs> whether she breaks this record or that record. Right. Um, but, uh, but I hope she gets an opportunity to, and, uh, but if not, I mean, she certainly ended on a, a pretty good note. Well, and we think, I think we've talked about this. We think her true potential, maybe, especially in a big time race. And there are some really good girls across the country in the 800 this year. Uh, no high school girl has ever broken two minutes in the open 800, but if someone ran two flat point oh two yeah. the other day. All alone. So, cool. I mean, if, if. Was that in Wisconsin, I believe. Like could, you know, if, if Addie could get in a race against one of these kids, we think her potential for 800 is like 202 and her potential for 1600 is like, 430 maybe i think i would even lower that 202 i i i think i think she could break that i do so certainly we will see that you know soon enough i'd imagine that she's going to instantly be um a top cop collegiate athlete right away with with what we've oh, seen yeah. in her ability level i mean put it this way Politza went out in 59 right and then came back and ran 205 Granted, that's with a running start, but you know, right. roughly 205, 206. Certainly Wiley could go out 59. And if, if Pulitz is able to do, you know, to do that in her skill set, Wiley certainly has that in her skill set. Yeah, could and she go in 59 and come back, back in 62? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then you're looking at probably 201, 202. Yeah. Boys too flat. Boys 1600. You what you set the over under at for the winning time? I remember I was 403 403.81. Well, it was 404.82. So you you almost got it to the hundredth, but you you were a second off. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: the winner ran the exact same time at the regional and the yeah. state meet to the hundredth of that. a second. I saw that. Top five boys. In fifth, Martin Barco the fourth, sophomore from Martinsville. Yeah, that was cool. 12. Andrew Mangum, a senior from Castle, 412. That was Ezra awesome. Burrell, a junior from Burbuff, 412. An impressive double uh, by Reese Kilbarger Stump, a senior from Columbus North, held on for quite some time. Uh, got a lit well. He was right there with 1,200 to go, and, and yeah. then got a little bit of separation on the last lap. And then uh, state champion, his first individual state championship, a, a junior from Carmel, shout out. Cole Matisson, 404.82, the third fastest time ever run in the 1,600 at the state meet per Mike Slawbaugh's, uh state meet, state track meet history site, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I mean – I think that, you know, you coach Cole, so I'm, I'm going to make a statement. You can agree or disagree or, or stay neutral, but I got to say, neutral. from everything I'm looking at and all the data, I think he's got, he's got some time to cut right now. I, I think he can run faster than this, maybe even significantly. And I, I don't know what people think significant in the mile is, but I, I think I texted you, I think that the, the, the day of the meet, and I said, you know, if Reese really doesn't run the four by eight, and I know he did, but if he didn't, I think they would have made an attempt at sub four minutes. I, I, I think would have, I don't think they would have broken it, but I think it would have been close, closer than maybe people, people would have guessed. Yeah, I think you're right. And you could stay neutral on that. I get No, I think, I mean, even just trying to be objective about it, it's he ran 404 back to back weeks. And I remember when he ran 406 and one of our coaches was like, when he did that all alone. And I, I remember saying like, well, four, alone is the only way to run 406 in a sectional meet, right? Like how many right. guys have at that time? I think it was the seventh best performance all time 
And I don't think 404.82 moved him up. Like, I think there was a bit of a gap. So I think maybe he's still seventh all time. Hmm. But, you know, to run 406, 404, 404, and to be, he wasn't alone in that race, but certainly no one no, else but, was leading. Yeah, um, I just have to think it got tactical. I mean, that's a weird word to use because I'm sure they were running fast. I don't know what his 1200 split was. But uh, what, 303. What, he basically okay. went 61s the whole way. Okay, so there's no question in my mind, that Cole can be a three flat. He can run a three minute 1200. I mean, yes. that's okay. unquestionably yeah. true. Now, whether that's all out or not, I, I don't think so. Um, but, you know, I, I would love to, to find that out because he, you just, the, the data suggests, you know, that when you get 300 to go or 400 to go to state finals, and like you mentioned, he had never won an individual title and track. There's got to, there had to have been a moment where he's just thinking, win, 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 win. Don't worry about your time. Just win yeah. this race. And well, he gets in a race with other 404 flat. And there are a lot of them now nationally, right? If he gets in a race right. with other sub right. four minute guys, he just gets to go along for the ride. I think he's got a good chunk of time to drop. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems as if the Brooks PR meet in Seattle has already picked their field. So it's too bad. Yeah, and then the national meets are happening at a time where he's got uh, some commitments for uh, a, a camp where he's a leader in the camp, so he's he's already committed. But he's a junior, so yeah, we we a lot of people have made the pitch to Brooks, but it seems as if they've they've already settled their field. You need to get on your bike and get on the track and pace him through two fifty eight through the twelve hundred. You can scream at him the whole way. He'll break four, I bet. What kind of bike shape do you think I'm in, Scott? <laughs> that kind of bike shape. Girls 800. All right. It was a repeat performance from last year. This time, she, unlike the 1600, she didn't lead the whole way. In fact, Emma Helwegi from Wheeler was leading through 400 and had um, a bit of a gap, about two or 300 meters into it, really went out hard. Uh, and in the end, on a negative split, Addie Wiley, new state meet record. And it wasn't the overall state record, but like the 1600, she already, she already had it. Right. Um, what, what was the over-under you set? 206.27. You did not. Yeah. Are you serious? 206.27. What's your run? 206.26. Oh. Dang. You almost had it. I know. Wow. Uh, that was yeah. a tough one to pick, too. No kidding. Yeah, because we had no idea kind of what, what could happen or would happen. Uh, fifth was Summers Glenn. Her first name is cut off. I think it's Nola. Summers Glenn, a uh, sophomore from Bloomington North in 213.97. The aforementioned Emma Helwegi, a senior from Wheeler, 213.46. And then Kaylee Polizza from Valparaiso, a good double by her, 210.69. Uh, Gretchen Farley from Park Tudor, 209.89. And then Wiley, 206.26. So Farley seems the obvious favorite for this next year, right? Yeah, and she too, much like we talked about with the girl from Carmel, Farley's got a great, great skill set too, right? I mean, she's a footlocker finalist in cross country, 209. And I actually think she can run faster than 209 on the 800. Um, but uh, yeah, she, she can probably pick her event and, and be an instant favorite or one of the favorites. But the 800 seems logical. Were you surprised that she did run the 1600? I mean, I knew she said she was going to, but. Um, no, I guess this is the type of year where when you had Wiley as big a favorite, and let's, let's also state that it wasn't like Wiley was the only good runner <laughs> in right. those races. I mean, I mean, it, when you're that good, I guess maybe just give yourself as many chances as possible when you, when you don't really have a, a great chance to win you know, just give yourself two or three shots at it, I guess is a good philosophy. In the boys 800. Oh, hold on. What was the, what was ninth place? Oh yeah. We need to do that. 
in the girls 800 ninth was 216.09. That's got to be right around what you said, right? I had 215.64. So, man, a lot of these, you were really close. Do you remember if I went over or under that? I think you took the under. Okay, so then I would have been off on that one. Do we do the ninth place for the boys 1600? No, we didn't talk about it. Okay, I think it was because one of the kids in the race came up and talked to me about it afterwards. It wasn't the kid that was ninth. It was uh, somebody that finished higher up on the podium. He talked about the over-under? Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And was it 416 flat? That's what I had, yeah. Dude, you, yeah, you were, you were in your bag on this one. Um, 415.87. So he was pumped that he got under, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, it was this kid ran four twelve, but he was he was oh, excited oh, okay. that the field went under. Okay, gotcha. Uh, boys, eight hundred. Now, actually, one other thing, I do want to say this: we didn't do the girls' ninth place either, and I think I was way off on that. So I can sit here and brag on these other ones, but ninth place in the girls' sixteen hundred, I had five oh two point two eight, and I think I was way off on that. No, I don't think you were that far off. And the girls 1600? Yeah. No, I think that was really close. What'd you say it was? I 502.28. Dude, it was 501.10. Oh, that one yeah. of these I was way off. I can't, maybe it was the girls 30. Might've been the boys 32. Yeah. No, it was the girl. Well, anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Boys 800. This, I guess, was the most likely result, but there were so many possible results yeah. that this is the one I was like, I'm going to be surprised no matter what, which is to say, yeah. I won't be surprised at all. Right. Yeah. It was, I mean, the, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell a little, uh, be truthful here. So I, I was on a little family vacation and I didn't have, obviously I wasn't in Bloomington and I didn't have the, the live feed. I was just the, the video. I just had the live results feed. So I was just sitting here staring at a screen. I don't know if you've ever seen the, that, the, the live uh, timing. It's just showing the time. You know, it just clicks every second, right? One, two, three, four, five. Right. And I, I know the winning time is going to be around 150, 151, 152. So we get there, and I'm like, because I'm rooting for Kai because I'm a Westfield guy, and, and I'm waiting. And my, my daughters are sitting there watching the phone, too, hoping Kai's name popped up. And bam, Kai's name popped up. We started screaming. It was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, yeah. Fifth was Hayden Deemer McKinney from Brownsburg, a senior. His team ultimately finished second at the meet, 154-21. Fourth, Nasty Nate Killeen, 153-43. Third, a good double here, set the state meet record on the 4 by 8 and really blew it open. Some of those teams were decently close when, when he got the baton on the third leg for Columbus North, and that is Matt Newell, 153-26. Great double. Second, a really good senior year. Um, from this guy, a senior, well, obviously from Warren Central, Xavier Wills, 152.69. But it was Kai Connor, 151.84, uh, one of the better winning times I can remember in the open 800. I can check, I'll try to check Mike Slobla's site um, to see. What'd you have for the ninth place as the over under? The ninth place uh, time I had was 154.44. 154.84. That was Bennett Du Bois from Hamilton Southeastern. Cole Raymond from Laporte won that heat in 154.36, and he led the whole way and did get on the podium from that. What are you thinking? I mean, it's this is the most unpredictable of the distance events, right? What are you thinking for next year? So much of it depends on you know, just who runs it, right? I mean, because I think isn't Colleen back next year? He's the top returner. Only but, two of the top nine return. You know, I, I'm not. I don't know Colleen, and I, I, you know, I don't really know his coaches very well. But I mean, my it's my a new coach this year. My initial instinct would be to say that that's not his best event. <laughs> uh, but I it's, could be totally what, wrong on that. Well, I, it's I what it's what he's run the last two years of the state meet. Yeah, I, I still think with his 5K range, I mean, he, he could be a 405 guy next year in the mile or 1600. Uh, so I think he's got to be the favorite, but, you know, will they go that route? I, I don't know. 
Now I had 152.09 on the over-under. I bet I went over that, didn't I? You did, because and and it was logical, you know, that, that so many of those guys were from the, that same regional. Uh, that it was hard for it to be a whole lot faster. So you, we had the right idea. Well, and the the race played out exactly the way that it had the week before at the regional, yeah. where Hayden Deemer McKinney led, and so it went out quick enough. I mean, if you're going to run 151, 152, you've got to go out in, in 54 seconds or something along those lines. Yeah, and uh, and they did, and if you're going to run 151 or 152. You know, you got to go out in 54, but it's a huge advantage to not be leading when it goes out in in 54. And Connor was a good position. Yeah. And Connor took over in the last 200 meters. And I mean, he he really had a gap. He had almost a full second over Xavier Wills, which a full second at that speed is a lot. Yeah. And and let's let's, you know, call it what it is here. I mean, these guys should go out in 54 seconds. That's not even that fast. Tell me, you know this field better than I do. Are any of those guys not sub 54 by four splitters? They all are. I mean, if you can run yeah. 49 as a relay split, and I'll bet all of those guys can do that, at least some of them might be 48 guys. If you can run 49, going out in 54 is, is, is not like crazy. That, that is, that's actually probably pretty controlled. Yeah, that, that seems right. But a lot of years, it just goes out in 57 or 58. Yeah, again, because it just, you know, it, it becomes, you know, I got to win, I got to win, as opposed to how fast can I run. And I right. get that. But, you know, I think one time you and I talked about kind of the science behind the 3,200. And you should really go out in the, for the first 1,600 scientifically about seven to eight seconds off your current 1,600 bets. Well, if you're doing that, then you certainly should be able to go out five seconds off of your 400 best in the 800. I hope that came out right the way I said that. Right. Yeah. As I'm going around, I'm trying to find the, I know there's a performance list on here, and I'm trying to see where Kai Connors 151 high ranks. I just can't remember where I found it prior to this. Uh, let's move on. We'll go girls 3,200. And then if I can find it, maybe we can go through the results real quick. Okay. Uh, I think you were really close on this one. What you said is the winning over under. 1024.96. It was 1022.82. I remember I, I was a quick under on that. And it was under that. Fifth place was Kendall Martin of Burbuff, 1040. Fourth place, Corinna James from Lowell, 1040. Third place, Addison Wiley of Huntington North. After winning the uh, 1,600 and 800, came back and ran the, the 3,200 and hung around for, oh, two or three laps before they got a big enough gap on her to feel comfortable. Second place, Sophia Kennedy, a junior from Park Tudor, 1025, and the state champion, Nikki Sutherland of Delta, 1022. What was, uh, what was ninth in the over-under? Yeah, this was the one that I was way off, I think. I had 10.57. Okay, it was 10.47. And I, I'm going to be, I don't know who I'm speaking to here because I'm not exactly sure who our audience is on these podcasts. But I'm going to speak as an, an old timer here. I mean, I think you said 10.40 was fourth place. Is that right? Maybe even fifth place? Uh, fifth, fourth and fifth were both 10.40. Okay, and then so six use that was time. 10, and I want to use that 10, time. 1040. I mean, I, I'm, I'm from a coaching era here where there was a time in Indiana where if a girl ran under 1040 in the 3200, we were stunned with how fast that was. I mean, we were shocked at how fast that was. Um, I think I remember uh, Andrea Kramer from Chittard. I think she ran like 1036 or 1038 and won it first senior year and I, I don't remember what year that was but I remember thinking oh my gosh that is so fast and now that barely gets you in the top five how amazing how far girls distance running is coming to Indiana it's really amazing it's really it's really cool in the boys 3200 your over under was 853 0.94 
And I think I said exact, so I didn't take yeah. a side on that. That was smart. Yeah. Uh, top five. Fifth was Jack Moore in 903. The guy runs well when it matters. Yep. Fourth, and he doubled too. He, he led off his team seventh place four by eight. Will Conway, a sophomore from Floyd Central, 902. Third, Charlie Schumann, a senior from Carmel, shout out, 902. Second, Abe Ekman, a senior from Jasper, 901. And a champion and repeat winner from Carmel, shout out, Cole Matheson, 859. Yeah, and again, I think that, I, and again, you, you know this better than, than I do, but I'm just guessing there was probably a point in that race where his finish time became far secondary to just win, 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 win. And, uh, and I, I, there's definitely a lot of time drop, I think, for him if, if something could work out in the next couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, and the whole field, I mean, those top five kind of separated and really with 100 meters, 150 meters to go, second, third, fourth, and fifth were all neck and neck. Yeah. And Ekman had a really fast last, even 50 meters or so. Um, and th that group went through 1600 and 434. So Cole went 434, 425. Uh, Charlie went 434, 427. Um, and Ekman actually had the la fastest last 400. Ekman led the first three or four laps. And then uh, he closed in 60 flat. Charlie closed in 61. And then Cole Conway and Jack Moore closed in 62. I mean, now that Cole's run 404 twice, it would just be so interesting, right, to get him in a race where he could be at the 1600 at 420, which should not be over his head. No, um, no. And, and just to see what, you know, where that would lead in, the, in that second half of the race would be, be really interesting. What was ninth in your over under? Nine twelve point eight six. You almost did it again. Nine eleven seventy one. I probably. And I, I thought I, I was the, crazy. I think I took, I think I took the over one. on that one. That seemed yeah, that you did seem crazy. And I thought I was crazy too. But I, I think I mentioned in the last podcast that we had. I just been watching thirty two hundreds, you know, across the country, and and it's just when when the when you when you get into a line. And, 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 you know, you don't, you don't lose the pack. Everybody runs fast. Everybody. It's happening everywhere. And uh, it's, 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 I mean, you know, what, 9-11? There were years not that long ago. That would have won. Right. It was third last year. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Because I, you know, our guy won. And then, and then our other guy finished third. And that was the one as the race kind of unfolded that our coaches were watching a lot more. Yeah. Once, you know, once Cole kind of got a, a couple strides on the field. I, I mean, I kind of figured this, this is a wrap on that. And um, if someone would have told me beforehand that nine 11 would finish ninth. They'd be like, Oh, I don't, I yeah. don't know how much I love that. Yeah. Uh, but now did, you love it. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, I did find the performance list. Uh, Kai Connors one fifty one. what was it? One fifty one ninety two. Somewhere it was 151.9 something. Yeah, uh, that would rank 13th all time. Wow. On and that this is 800 only, doesn't include the eight conversions from 880. I would have actually guessed it would have been higher, like better on the list than that. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So well, there, there have been a lot of good guys over the last few years. Uh, we mentioned Cole's 404 was third in state meet history oh, for 1600. Not so mile, no mile conversion, 1600. Gotcha. Uh, and in the 3200, 859 is. Well, he's run faster than that, though, right? Correct. Yeah. State meet only. State is, meet only. Okay. It's seventh. Seventh, but you can count twice. So Footsum counts twice. Ben Veach counts twice. And then um, Ekman's. 90150 is the 11th all time and Charlie Schumann's 90239 is 13th all time. 
for the 3200, the combination of 851 and 902 is by far the record but for teammates. Hmm. Sorry, cool Brock. Too. I know Brock's, Brock Hagerman's probably listened to this. I think he might have had it. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm looking at it right now. The previous record was the Carmel guys from last year. Yeah, I was going to say, that's hard to beat. Well, yeah, it was 901 and 911. Yeah. And now, yeah, 859 and 902. So that was the highlight of my track season. I don't mind telling you. And it should have been. That's impressive. In the boys' 3,200, three returning medalists. In the boys' 1,600, five returning medalists and five of the top seven. So five boys that ran 413 are coming back next year. And maybe one of the more interesting ones with the, uh, the boy from Martinsville, who I think, you know, I think there's some, some really untapped potential there from what, what little I've, I've heard and read about this, uh, this kid. And um, is he also a soccer player, if I read that correctly somewhere? Yeah, he did not run. I do not believe he ran cross country this, this fall. And I don't think he'd run like under 440 or something. If I read that right, he ran 412 this year. So he'll be really fun to watch next spring. Come on, double up, do cross country and soccer. Yeah, the uh, the Addison Wileys, we call it on yes. the streets, the streets yes. of northern Indiana. Well, I said he didn't run cross country, and I take that back. He did run cross country. Okay. He wasn't particularly competitive for someone that eventually ran 412 yeah well maybe so he's just figuring it out he his his rating his adjusted rating was 1737 mm, yeah so to put that into perspective <laughs> he'll improve a little bit <laughs> okay to put that into perspective the well it's hard to put that into perspective because i was going to go the guy that finished uh, less than a second in front of him was Ezra Burrell, but Ezra's track season, or Ezra's cross country season was, I don't yeah. want to say it was interrupted because it just started super late, but even that he, Ezra ended the season ranked 39th and his adjusted rating was 1613. And the year before that, his adjusted rating was 1611 as a sophomore. So he's like a minute and a half behind in cross country. <laughs> and then he's one second behind. And so I know those ratings don't like that's That's not like, it doesn't really have anything to do with a 5k time really does it uh yeah i mean it's it's because i mean 5 17 37 is like 5 35 <laughs> it's like 5 40 pace per mile he just ran yeah, he just, right he just he wasn't as good in the in the cross country season essentially um like I, I, we can find out what what did he run he can run 17 30 like on a training run just out for a run Let's see, what did what did this Martin Barco the fourth, what was his time at the semi-state? They're in the Brown County semi-state. At the semi-state, he ran 1659. And it was really fast that day, if I remember correctly. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Happens. Um, they're excited for cross-country practice. They're excited for something. Uh, yeah, so I think that's someone that... Uh, he'll probably improve a lot. I think so. He must've played soccer and, or maybe he didn't play soccer. Maybe we're confusing him with somebody else, but um, that's someone interesting to watch. And man, five guys back that ran four thirteen, And those are the ones that ran it, right? I mean, if Conway ran the 3,200 so that he could run the four by eight, but Conway could run under four ten next year. Yes. And yeah. uh, you know, Nate Killeen ran the 800. But he could be up Yeah, there, that may be know. his best. 16 may be his best event. And probably what will happen next year is that they'll all, there's kind of one star and they'll all fan out and around him into other events. Yeah. Um, so the 800 could get loaded to, to avoid Cole. Maybe, but I, you know, some of those guys that ran 412 or 413 seem like they are more distance runners than they are 800 right like i mean kai connor was 10th at the state meeting cross country he's an excellent distance runner but the guys uh the guys that are coming back right burrell barco 
Clark could maybe be more of an 800 runner. He made that in the second event. Cameron Todd, they just, to me, seem more like they are 1,600 and 3,200 rather yeah. than 800 and, and 1,600. That's fair. But also, if you run 412, it's, you're not going to run that slow wheels. in 800, right? You're not going to yeah, run you too flat. Wheels. Yeah. Cool. Well, exciting season. Oh, very much so. And it, it's so, it's really extra fun and special when you get the kind of weather we had at the state meets, right. you know, cause you just let those kids, you, you know, use all their awesome training and, and put on a show like they did. And it felt like in the cross country season, we just never really got that many good days, but in the track season, it felt like we got a lot. Yeah. I mean, really you guys had that regional at Lafayette that got postponed, but other than that, the postseason was pretty, pretty solid. Yep. Uh, any, any general thoughts heading into the summer and the fall season cross country? Well, um, considering how I, I think I nailed a lot of those over-unders, I would take the uh, Golden State Warriors and three, they'll win by three tonight is what I'm predicting. Was it tonight already? I think so. You did pick them to win the title, right? I think so, yeah. Although to beat the Heat, not the Celtics. But uh, no, but more importantly, the uh, distance running world in Indiana is is – in a, in a really good place right now. We have a lot of great young talented runners. And really the thing that I've been most impressed with is a lot of really talented coaches. I think across the board, North to South, East to West, young, talented uh, coaches, you know, willing to, to learn, willing to, to seek advice. I, I, I think we're just in really good hands. I think our state needs going to continue to just, just astound. Can't wait. All right. Well, podcast will be on hiatus, but uh, we'll we'll see everybody later on, right? In the fall. Yeah, till the fall. All right. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for all, all right. the work. Thank you.